no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back. Another episode of the uh, Stereo Bros Podcast. This is episode 23. Last time, I mistakenly called episode 22, 21. But this is episode 23. We appreciate everybody, you know, listening, vibing out with us. I'm Kalito. Why don't you introduce yourselves? It's Jazzy. At Hat Shep Suit. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you go over to www.stereobros.com. We got some new articles out. We got some music articles. We got an article discussing the uh, Kodak and Ebro situation. Mm-hmm. We got an Art Basil write up by uh, Has Chef Suit. You know, out there getting her art on and all that. <laughs> um, but we're gonna kick it off. You know, celebratory tones. Um, the guy before Alkaline. I mean, Buju. <laughs> Buju Bonson has been him. released bra, bra, from bra, prison. Bra, bra. After how many years was he locked up? Was it eight or was it 13? Eight. I think it was in eight years. Eight years. Eight years in the feds. He's out and back in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. In the land of Alkaline. I mean, yeah. Land of Vibes Cartel. I mean, Popcorn. (laughs) Somebody tried to debate me on whether or not Popcorn was better than Alkaline because I put up an Alkaline song. I'm I'm team Alkaline. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. not team Bleaching. I mean. But I like the songs that he puts out. Popcorn is good, though. Yeah. Popcorn is good. I don't is good. Guys are slim. The other girl I was talking about, um, bump on your forehead. Oh, that's my. Uh, <laughs> what, it, what? I don't remember her name. That's your I know song. The song though. Terrible, terrible. Um, <laughs> it's almost called like equality. Or equality. <laughs> and, and I was like, yes, this is equality. Yes. It was that song. It was like um, Shape of You. Mm-hmm. So to the, to the tune of Shape of You, she put out a song saying. That it's okay for guys to go down on women, and she's putting her bumper on guys' on his forehead. forehead. And I'm just Sis. like, yo. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. That's right, sis. Park it. Wow. Equality. I love it. Equality. I love it. I just don't like guys being marginalized oh, or objectified. Stop. But it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> And um, I can't remember her name. What's her name? Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I can't remember her name. We'll we'll Google it. We'll be right back with that. But uh, yeah, vibes is out, and I feel like maybe I I said vibes. I mean, I mean Buju's out. That's wishful thinking. I'm talking into <laughs> into existence. Free world boss. But I'm going nowhere. Chopped up the people I like th- me. <laughs> <laughs> Like mince me. <laughs> Yo. Come on. What about Freaky Guy Part 2 and 3? And I mean, he puts out some great music for somebody that's in jail. I was listening to Bangers. Like, Bangers. What? How are you producing this Kind's quality? Visit. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. But uh, I was checked by LaRib because she said Buju's better than any of the guys I listen to now he is. on the dance old tip. And I was just like... Buju had like one song, but apparently he had. First of all, he had mad dancehall songs from back in the day. No, then, he got, then he went mad conscious, and he gave you the lyrics like. But Jacky is conscious. 
And they the yeah. same thing. I don't know. I'm happy he's out. Um, y'all know way more about Buju than I do. Buju's like a godfather. I think he was entrapped, but... Same. I agree. I It, it sounds like entrapment. But mm-hmm. he's done his time. I think he... I don't. I think his appeal was denied. I don't know. I have to do more research on that. But um, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be able to come back to America. To I don't think so either. Uh, no, because he would have to get a visa, and I don't think they'll grant it. I mean, I, maybe there's some provisions, but I don't think he'll be I'm able pretty sure to they can find the provisions because that would be a pretty lucrative tour. Tour. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So these, these concert people will find yeah, it. He'll, he'll he gets the lit immigration attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll be back in there, like somewhere. But I would like go to the Caribbean to see him because, like, even just the time period when he mm-hmm. was like coming out, everybody posted songs. I'm like, yo, I forgot yep. about this. Yep. Like, uh, yep. And like, um, I think his first concert might be in Jamaica in March or something like that. Mm. That's gonna be insane. Yeah, long it's walk insane. home tour. Yeah. That was a long walk. Eight, eight years is a long walk. That's a long time. Um, yeah. So shout out to Buju for getting out, and um, you know. As a staple of the hip hop and dancehall culture, I'm sure people are celebrating that. Um, there's other people that have been around just as long in the hip hop culture that aren't as celebrated, and I want to call them gatekeepers, but they come across <laughs> as hate keepers at times because there's a big disconnect, and there's like a few different things at play between ageism. You know, old guys feeling like the young guys don't know enough, mm-hmm. young guys feeling like the old guys are haters. Um, the talent pool is very different because it's such a low barrier to entry to music. Like, you don't got to pay to go to the studio. You can just record on your phone mm-hmm. and upload it to SoundCloud. And But I think when the Ebro and Kodak Black interview played out um, recently, it kind of made me cringe a little bit because the interview started off very negative. Like, I didn't want to do this interview at first. You have these things out there. Like, the interviews I remember back in the day, they made you feel comfortable first. Mm-hmm. And it was more intimate. And now these three-person interviews where it's a shock value, shock jock situation, and they're trying to get clicks or they're trying to get like a sound bite that's going to go viral, it's kind of nauseating. But they have a, a young guy going through like a serious case that can cost him his freedom and you trying to put out content that's going to potentially, harm you know, harm his jury yeah. pool. It's kind of nuts. So stereobros.com posted an article, you know, Highlighting that, but I think it's also worthy to mention here that I think it's a a New York radio thing because I don't know if Cosmic Kevin Philly or the guys in Atlanta or Big Boy out in LA has these same types of issues in terms of like clickbaity interviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like those interviews are much more about your album, your project, and they're building like rapport. Mm-hmm. And I get artists not want to answer 10 questions over and over day. I mean over and over again because they're not getting like AR media training. But they also go on these media runs and got to answer the same question 15 times to strangers. Yeah. Like they have no rapport with, the, with these people and they're just being asked questions of people that aren't even promoting their project. Like people to say, I don't listen to your music. I don't even know you like that. But why'd you slap that girl in the ass? Right. Like people are not going to be open to answering these questions. But also if they made it without you, if I'm a, a rapper with no songs on the radio, making mad money and I'm successful... And the label wants me to do a, a radio promo tour. Why do I care about any of these people if they aren't if they aren't even playing my music? Why do I feel compelled to answer their questions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it also leads to lost opportunities. Like people have gone to the Breakfast Club and lost opportunities because they answered questions the wrong way mm-hmm. and they defended certain communities. So mm-hmm. my question is like, where do we draw the line between 
what we deem to be journalism and what we deem to be like, you know, malicious questioning. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If my first instinct was to be like a journalism degree. <laughs> <laughs> my first thing is like, are you a journalist for real? Like, you know, and then, you know, like it's just like it's like I think about motivational interviewing in social work. Right. It's how to get someone to to come to their own answers without influencing what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like the essence of good journalism is the ability for someone to tell their own narrative without influence from you. Can you can you be suggestive? Mm-hmm. Sure, cuz you want to you want to direct them in a certain way, but you can't completely engineer a, what should be an authentic conversation. Like mm-hmm. you can't be out of throwing missiles in someone's direction like yeah no fuck out of here we're not talking about the rest of this shit you know what I'm saying we only want to talk about this right here and I'm like that is just not yeah, the not- essence of journalism at all like mm-hmm. you you essentially are no different than the people with the cameras for TMZ right mm. you just don't have a mobile camera <laughs> that's it but you're doing the very same line of questioning and the fact that like the questions are coming from so many different places and they're all kind of not great questions you know like mm-hmm. Of course, someone's going to be triggered. And because we live in such a microwave, you know, society where, like, our cons- our attention spans are limited to whatever Instagram videos are, mm-hmm. we're only going to show the clip of you right. being irritated at this setup that we have walked you into. Because I didn't even realize when I saw the clip that there was, like, 20 that, minutes yes. of video before that because I didn't look at it. Yeah. So, you, no one, you wouldn't know the context exactly how that came up although even in that moment it don't matter what happened before right whatever he said again, was just it was every time you walked in the first thing he said was I didn't want to do this you, you had to keep asking another interview which we know what he was referring to <laughs> but then there's a you know you got arrested for like smoking weed in front of your daughter. That's how you started. That's how you started it oh, off. Yeah, no, he, that's too spicy. Like what? Like what? What are you trying to? Like you're already ju- like coming in. You've already made a judgment about this person mm-hmm. in some form or fashion, and mm-hmm. you're allowing it to show through like your line of questioning. Right. That's like it's biased. It's yeah. Like, if you already you you come in in like a defensive mode, like what else was he supposed to say? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's foolish, and I, I think. Um, we really have to start calling some of these people out on their things. And you know what? The first question I thought of was like, yo, Birdman was right, yo. Because remember, Birdman showed up to like the bus <laughs> swinging. Like, y'all gonna put some respect on my name. We clowned him. We clowned him. We clowned him. We was like, yo, look at Birdman. He tight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, true, y'all. We're looking at, look at Kodak. Like, all, mm-hmm. a bunch of these people are reacting to this very same group mm-hmm. the same way. And it's like, after a while, me, me too. Recently, yeah, like, me going to Breakfast Club was like, "Yo, you ask this is what you're asking," and it's like, "You ask me shit about Ross, ask Ross, yeah. have him up here and ask him that." Yeah, and it was crickets, and he was like, "Man, I really don't want to do this." Like he was saying, "It's like I'm over this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just no. And then you know what? To be honest, no, not even to be honest. It's like to be fair, it's no different than when you look at these reality television reunions. It's just be horrible, and you know. The, they the, just do the replay. They just right. <laughs> some of some of the people in these spaces, you know, they know what they're doing, and they're not. It's not necessarily journalism. You know, we know that, and the audience knows that. Do, does the audience show up for actual journalism? Possibly not. Some people might actually be looking for this shop job yeah. stuff. Just that's why people like Howard Stern have been like popular for years because. He's saying and doing shit that there's a certain group of people they want. They mm-hmm. want it, you know? And so 
I guess the the question then becomes: We have an issue with this, like consumer. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it's it's consumption. Like, what we have to we have a value issue here. We probably don't really value journalism, and that's why there aren't many journalists. Right. You know, like which is sad, terrible. We don't have no depth. That's the problem. Everything is like uber superficial. So if I ask a couple of intriguing questions. You know, for some shit that it's kind of gossipy mm-hmm. and you really just want to know just to know, but it doesn't impact. But you got to pepper those in. That oh, yeah. That can't be, that the, can't be the, whole thing. the whole thing. You know, throw one of those in there and yeah. keep it like, That's the a thing, little like, spicy. But. Kodak was like, my issue was that, and in his own words, when somebody going through something real, you're entertained by the shit. Yeah. Like, I'm going through some real shit. Yeah. This is entertainment to you. But mm-hmm. this is like, my, it's like my actual life. So why am I, like, why do you feel compelled to ask me some shit that, is about my actual life. Like, he's facing, like, over 30 years in yeah. that case. Mm-hmm. And even talking about it could cloud a jury pool. Mm-hmm. Like, a jury pool could, could pull it up and be like, yo, he reacted like a guilty guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, these people don't think about that stuff when they say things like, well, we can ask what we want, and it's my job as a... You, no. Your job as a journalist, if you call yourself one on your platform, is the whole true to your core values. If your core values are actually to give people a fair platform to have a conversation then be fair you can't lead out the gate with something that's like mad wishy-washy they don't I don't listen to that morning show I'm biased I do listen to The Breakfast the other one is no better the other one is no better for the people that don't know tell them what a toast is for the people that don't know tell them what going to school is how did you get your start this is envy he (laughs) had a line of questioning he asked them where did they get their start um, how, how, like, what, what was their, like, best thing that they've done while doing their career? Yeah. And, um, what else does he ask? But he just has this, this is line of questioning when it's his turn to ask a question. But I don't know, like, Ebro just has a, like, a tone of, like, I'm better than, or, like, I know better, and, like, literally it comes yeah. across in, like, everything that he does. He was on an episode of Money and Violence, and he played the... OG in the town. I was like, no, yeah. like you're not everybody's OG. Yeah. Like you have to like be an OG, I, like or accept people. Like know that you can learn from people. Yeah. Like, people like are, yeah. yeah, meet people where they are. Know that you can learn from people, or like give people a chance. It's not like not everybody has to do yeah. things your, your way. way. Right. You know. Yeah. It's not real leadership. <laughs> not at all. And the last thing I say on that is that. um any situations, we just need to make sure that um, from a consumer standpoint, you're not feeding into this because if corporations see that these types of interviews and that one got like 1.2 million views in like a day and a half. Most of the interviews that they that they do aren't getting that. Mm-hmm. So if, if the people who kind of check see that that's getting money, they're going to push that more mm-hmm. because that 1.2 million is mad clicks. You know what I'm saying? Um but maybe they're just catching on to the game. Could be that too. We'll see. And that also, you know, leads into a lot of what we've been talking about lately about, you know, this concept of poverty and escapism. And um, I've seen a lot of people recently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not really leadership or, or journalism, but uh, in the age where these videos of interviews are getting tons of clicks and, you know, there's a ton of history online. Um, whether it's Hold on one second. <laughs> the, um, 
you know, you can pretty much pull up anybody, any interview. Like Kodak will always have this following him. Unfortunately, this blew up with them. Um, Kevin Hart, in the same way, right? Mm. Uh, recently went on, like, said he would apologize for some tweets that he had put out in the past. And I mean, I guess it begets the question, like, these blow-ups or these mishaps or missteps in front of the public eye on social media or whatever else, like, can people redeem themselves really, like, after they get put out there? Because this, this blow, just like with Kevin Hart's tweets, I mean, Kodak didn't walk himself into that situation with them, but he's going to have to answer to it going forward. So Kevin Hart now, in the same way, you know, had to apologize again for some things that happened a long, long time ago. Does it ever go away? Like... And that's the thing. It's like to your point as a, a real sense of permanence because Kevin Hart tweeted whatever he tweeted. How many? I don't know how many years ago he tweeted those tweets, but he said he apologized for it. And then now that he's up to host the, or he was up to host the Oscars, somebody brought it back up. He said, "I'm not talking about that again." I'm trying to hold his ground, and they said, "Well, then you can't host Oscars. You can't host it." He said, "Well, I don't want to host, and he's not hosting." And I think that kind of bleeds into the you know. Is it his fault for trying to get to that platform? Is he mm-hmm. trying to get acceptance in, you know, mainstream America? But I, for right now, I think the main point is that had he not tweeted that, it wouldn't have come up. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also, it's it's permanent because now the big trend now is to find old tweets. Mm-hmm. So if someone says, out on for mayor, somebody somewhere is going into social media to find something that, immediately. that a person said 10 years ago. And the, and the internet is undefeated. It happens all the time in, like, in sports. A guy will have said something in high school like, oh man, I love um, bumpers on my forehead. <laughs> the girl's name is Ashwana. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Ashwana. Ashwana. <laughs> Ashwana. <laughs> I just want to bump on my forehead. <laughs> Someone is called equal rights for anybody yeah. <laughs> wanting to be affirmed on a Sunday. But if beep, somebody beep, said beep. <laughs> that beep, may be the topic beep, or, the, or the title. Um, <laughs> somebody may have said in high school, oh, I love bumpers on my forehead. <laughs> and then he pulled up um, years later when he said that I would never let a chick do that to me. Well, in high school, you would have. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's a funny example, but it's also guys, like football players, like a guy on the Bills, Josh Allen, said something in high school, like um, he, either the N-word, or he said something spicy. Mm-hmm. And right before he's about to get drafted, they brought it up, and he's like, oh, I apologize. And it was fine. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. all-American quarterback, and we're going to touch him. But for us, Things like that can can come back to bite you. So Kevin Hart saying what he said years ago. Yeah. Now they're like, well, you got to re-apologize because we got to keep you in line so you can even host the Grammys. You should be lucky to even host the Grammys. And it's probably like air poking them in his chest. Like, yeah. you'd be happy that you're even on this platform. Right. Black people's response, uniform response to things like that should be apologize for slavery. Because you're not going to get That it. was years ago. Get over it. You know what I'm saying? My thing is like, apologize. Apologize for it, and then maybe I'll come back and apologize for this again. Like, I mean, I'm glad he didn't apologize, but, and but and, he did apologize and, and then <laughs> take the gig. Yeah, but he didn't. And he said he apologized previously, and he wasn't going to do it again. How did he apologize after the fact, though? Um, again? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. 
Damn, that was sad. I didn't expect that. Time. I mean, I do no. think I do think <laughs> people do change and evolve. I don't know Kevin Hart whether or not he's homophobic. Mm-hmm. I would hope that he's not, mm-hmm. but sometimes I think things I don't know get taken too far. Too far. Mm-hmm. But then when should you take it too far? Because I mean, if this was a political candidate and they said something. Because literally the other day. He was talking about cowboys and Indians. He did a cowboys oh, yes, and Indians party. party for his little kid. Yes, he did. And everybody, Jack, he's like, I'm not going to apologize. I love, I. this is a game I played as a kid. But then it's like, okay, but. You're wild ignorant. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and, I just, and I honestly think that Kevin Hart, Khalil's favorite comedian, <laughs> is, I mean, Kalito's. <laughs> edit, edit. Kalito's favorite comedian is ignorant. Like, I just uh, think he's ignorant. I, uh, like, really, I didn't believe you until no, now, but it's like... he oh, wasn't man. ready. <laughs> no. No. That's such devastating news to me, man. Like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> That's devastating because the whole concept of cowboys and Indians is offensive. I got people in my family... Of Native American heritage, and I'm not one of people that's like, oh, I'm half Cherokee just because it's, it sounds cute. It's like, no, I can trace my joint back to the Blackfoots, right? Right, and it's, it's like the cowboy Indian culture was created in the like the the 40s and 50s by like John Wayne and those guys, but really most cowboys were Mexican. Yep, right, Say it, vaqueros, right, and the West was settled by. Mexican cowboys and that, prostitutes. Caballeros. Like that's that's it's not well known, but it should be well known. But the West wasn't settled by like cowboys. They and, weren't on the Oregon Trail. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Other thing too is that <laughs> cowboys wasn't washing Indians. Like they was overwhelmingly getting beat. If it was yep. non Mexicans out there that didn't know how to move, they was getting scalped, poked up, all that. You know what I mean? If you don't believe me, just look up the recent guy who went to those islands out in India and. Tried to set foot on a on oh, joint, well, and that was a bad decision, right? right. <laughs> but I'm saying like, um, that was like a Pocahontas remake, like. <laughs> and Pocahontas was another after situation, but it's Pocahontas and John Smith weren't lovers. They she were got, not. She got kidnapped. Kidnapped. And yeah. John Smith left um the New World because he blew himself up with gunpowder and had to go back to yeah. England. But Pocahontas got kidnapped later. Everything I'm saying right now because I've I've heard a lot of times like oh. That history guy on the podcast, if anything I'm saying is ever in, in doubt in your mind, it's all Googleable. <laughs> Do your Googles. Do your Googles, but also a show called Adam Ruins Everything comes on True TV, and Adam Ruins Everything debunks a lot of this stuff too. Mm-hmm. So he debunks technology, he'll debunk Pocahontas, he'll debunk Thanksgiving, he'll debunk Christmas, he'll tell you that, you know, Santa Claus was a Coca Cola trademark that just became like a marketing thing that now became. The current image of Santa Christmas, Claus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Zales Diamonds had a really good marketing scheme in like the 20s. Mm-hmm. Created the engagement. And now people mm-hmm. got to buy engagement. Like, so once you understand those types of things, you understand why a lot of this stuff either matters very little or you got to kind of like stand back and say, I'm not going to even engage in the fuckery. Mm-hmm. Right? So. But then it, it becomes a part of society. At what point do you pull back though? Like, I get what you're saying because you could say, well, I want my kids to have some gifts and and feel special or, you know, feel surprised or whatever. But at what point do you separate the reality from? Right. But this is like, but okay. So some people 
when this this time of year of the calendar year they associate it with Christmas. Yes. Others associated with Hanukkah based on the customs of the people closest to you. Right. We now all participate in a larger society, mm-hmm. right? Where people have different religions, different whatever, right? But there are like societal things that you celebrate the change of season. It's now the holidays. Yeah. You're having holiday parties yeah. at your job. It just represents a certain time of the year. So I feel like it's just a like kind of like like you're saying you don't want to participate in it but now it's part of society like it's it's something to okay uh, uh with the santa it's like okay santa doesn't really have any religious ties yeah. or affiliation it's just an end of the year you get gifts yeah. to celebrate i don't know being alive yeah, like, yeah. you know what i mean like there's no it, it, it's more a society thing not like i don't know no, no, but that's super valid. I think if you can separate those and like how you explained it mm-hmm. and your viewpoint on it, I respect that because that makes mad sense. Mm-hmm. No, this is not about Jesus birthday enough. No, it's just a time of year where I like eggnog and gifts right, and, like, and hot, like that makes perfect sense. The issue is that most people I come across <laughs> don't have that perspective. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I've always gotten gifts and, you know, Jesus is born 25th, which if you even read the Bible, you know it was mad warm here, woolly here. And I, I'm not gonna get into all of that, right? <laughs> but <laughs> you've done the research, so it's like you, you're speaking informed. But for Kevin Hart, to, this, this is very shocking to, to hear. <laughs> we and sorry, we had to break it to you right? on, on air, on air, <laughs> on, air. on air. It's, it's like he was, he was my spirit animal. It was like the same thing. Uh, I, I mean, like little Duval too, so I don't know. Yes, that's my guy. His, his new song is even better. I Pull up. Yeah. Is it? Oh, really? Yeah. I have to. It's listen. a party going on right now. <laughs> uh, 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 yo, you know, I saw him at Art Basel. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Fire? Yeah. Oh, my God. I do it, baby. Do it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> his new song is even better. You heard it here first. Lou Duval Pull Up is <laughs> going to be the song of 2019. 2019? Yes. It's, it's fire. Um, Sexy ladies. Roll with a nigga. Roll with a nigga. I mean, he's had other hits like. Dropping dick off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not this whole cowboy Indian thing. I think that celebs, when you're on that platform, especially his platform with millions of followers, you're opening yourself up to critique. And I don't know what it feels like to be, you know, judged by millions. I've been judged by hundreds. And I get annoying people jumping my comments mm-hmm. <laughs> saying, saying shit that I think is stupid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's like to have that magnified by... A billion. A mm-hmm. billion. But I think that if people are coming to you like... Even the term Indian, even if you're not even like that initiated, you should know that that's an offensive term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And like, then cowboys and Indians, you should like. like the Redskins, we know. Like, like, come on. Like, you know better than this. Like, and your message is, oh, I want to make everybody happy. And, you know, yeah. like, like. It's like on. you can't, you can't say I want to make everybody happy and not be informed. Like, it's one thing if it was something innocent, like you had a party called, um, Cowboys and and ranchers. Yeah. And somebody pulled up a, a fact about, you know, ranchers actually also being Mexican, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's different than Indian is like blatantly, it's patently offensive. Yeah. And if you understand how this country actually developed, there was thriving cultures here. The first wave of settlers, explorers came here, brought mad disease and wiped out most people. Yeah. So when the pilgrims came, they found things desolate, not because there was no one here and people were living in the woods, but because 100 years or 200 years before, 
most of the thriving cities have been wiped out by disease yeah. by the first wave of settlers. Mm-hmm. That's really how it happened. Yeah. So then to say, well, the Cowboys and Indians, which was a time when smallpox blankets were being handed out, railroads were being built all through the... Like, it was bad things happening. Still bad things happening. Ask about the pipeline, right? Yeah. Don't hear that anymore. You gotta be... Right, you don't. But you gotta be more socially responsible. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... But you know, it's so much... Fuck Kevin Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, I did to do that to you. Sorry, we still got Lil Duval. (laughs) Sexy ladies. I like Lil Duval. He is this big. Very, very, very little. If he's that little? He is a small man. But a lot... Big personality. He is a joy to watch. <laughs> a joy. An absolute joy. So, you know, the, the fact that Kevin Hart even had this walking stuff back was because I think he was in a small way trying to appease powers that be. And, um, you know, best of luck to him. This is very sad news to hear that he had that party. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is throwing yeah. for a loop. I don't know if I can uh, keep keep recording under these conditions. <laughs> I'll do my best to get through it, but this is this is painful. Yeah, it's, it's just sad to contrast to bring it together. It was sad to contrast. Like, okay, last week he did this, and no one had anything. To yeah, say. and now now y'all bringing up. Oh, he just did this last week. Yeah. Like, why are you not up yeah. in arms? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a little tone deaf, and I wish that celebrities would stop being so tone deaf. Right. You know, it's like I get it. You know, I blame social media. I blame social media because never have we been this close to a mm-hmm. to a celebrity right like they're tweeting from their own account or whatever else look at your president um but at the same time it's just like you are still not sitting in the same on the same stage as these people these trollers in your comments mm-hmm. stop being so tone deaf in your reaction this is why you have money to hire a pr agent or if you find yourself in a corner mm-hmm. with someone saying some things or you want to do something that might be questionable Go to that person you paid to handle your yeah, state. You have a lot shit. at stake. Like, yes. I mean, I mean, he's clearly he's like he doesn't need to do the Oscar no, at all, at all. Right? You know, I'm boycotting his movies now. I'm boycotting Kevin Hart movies. It wasn't that funny anyway. <laughs> After a while, they started to dry up a little bit. I wasn't. I was kidding, but now I'm gonna boycott them because they're not funny anymore to me. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he is showing up a bit tone deaf. So I'm sorry. So I mean. I don't know. It kind of lends itself to a larger conversation around trying to assimilate into like a mainstream culture and keep your same kind of identity Mm -hmm. and your core values. Because one of the things that came up recently too was um, somebody sent me something about like using La, Shy, and Quad names. Because you know we kept talking about Quad Tim jokingly and they were like, well actually a lot of that stuff is rooted in the Creole culture in Mm -hmm. Louisiana and how they put, you know, La, Shy, and Quad on their names because... It was like an homage to like French culture. Mm-hmm. La Sean is really like them putting like that kind of spin, which to me makes mad sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that also holds true for like Porsche, Mercedes, um, Bugatti. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if my name is Bugatti. But the question is if you think that's true or not, do we actually need to still consider resume friendly names in 2019? I don't think so. I think we're. We're becoming a diverse society. Mm-hmm. I think being in, well in a lot of corporate settings, you may come across Asian names, you may come across ethnic names, Russian, and people learn those names. Like yeah. you, 
you figure it out. You repeat it a couple times and you figure it out. So why should, you know, we or people have to like curb their creativity or, you know, what whatever they want to connect with? Because sometimes people just, you know, I want to I want to have something the yeah. essence of this. Yeah. Like, do it. Like, I, I don't I think we're getting past that these yeah. days. I don't know. I think as everybody starts to like we start to really see what systems have been in place in the country for a while. People are rejecting a lot of those traditional ideas anyway. I think we have a lot of more, we have way more blended families, you know, a lot of more interracial babies and names will reflect that. Mm -hmm. And so people have to get accustomed to just, you know, expanding beyond Michael Mm -hmm. or Jessica. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got to get past that because Laquan Smith is a real designer. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's not, it's not, you know, um, give me somebody else. I don't know. Uh, and Taylor. Right. But, but Laquan Smith is a heavy hitter here. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his, his clothes look good. uh, Great. You want to wear them. Great. And you will learn how to say his name so you can get those Exactly. It ain't Lake it ain't LaQueen. It ain't it ain't Laquani. It's Laquan Smith. LaQueen. My thing is like, you know, do you want to work somewhere that I mean, like sometimes you do need a job. Yeah. But do you want to work somewhere where they're like, I don't want to take this person because of their name? Like yep. they they don't want you. That's who you are. Yeah, they're trying like, to fix you about your background. This is what your parents chose from you. This is like you know what I mean. Like so, if they don't accept you for that, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you should have to. I mean, the other thing, too, is I think even us as a people sometimes, and I've been guilty of it, too, of saying I want a resume-friendly name for my kid. I mean, my name was butchered all my life, but it's an Arabic name. It has a meaning. Mm-hmm. It's not like they took, like, two streets and named me, like, Sarah Tolavonia or, <laughs> some, or like, mm-hmm. you know, Pitt, Pitt Lake, like Pickett mm-hmm. and Blake. Like, nothing stupid like that. Um, I think that we joked about football names in the past and, you know, a lot of DeQuells and Bartavius and yeah. DeBrickishaw. Some of these names... That's wild. That's <laughs> wild. On the surface, you're like, why the hell? But yeah. maybe it's like a combination of things. And I think there has to be like a, a line somewhere. But I think there's a lot of people nowadays like naming enough. their kids... You a brother named Edwin that I used to work with. But it's like a lot of us are, are going with like Ashley, Courtney, um, Taylor... Yeah. Trying to find like these names. I've seen a lot in the last few years, a lot of uh Chelsea type names. Yeah, because Carters, Carters um Camerons. Mm-hmm. I like that one by the way. <laughs> um but it's like this push towards names that on the surface have no tie to our culture. Right. Um I mean I blended my kid's name and I did that plus um, you know, like a good ethnic name as well. But I do think that they're I think if you just like the name because you like the name that's different. Mm-hmm. But I think if you make a conscious choice to say, I'm going to name my kids something. Right. Like, I've proposed names for future kids like Mustafa mm-hmm. and Mufasa. And I'm getting crazy looks right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, hey, and I like know Shakur. Uh-huh. And um, I've also proposed like Renoa and Brianna. And every name I've proposed has kind of been looked at crazy. So then I proposed like Agamemnon and what? Achilles. And then, you know, uh-huh. those are Greek names. And it's like, well, no, Agamemnon was a, a, a general back in the day mm-hmm. that fought against Achilles. If you ever seen the movie Troy, they talked about it a little bit. But I, like every name I, I propose has been shot down. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a pretty good namer. No one else. <laughs> <looks good. laughs> we like the first. Yes. 
But I mean, where like where should that line go? I, I have a personal because mad black people, I, I'll tell you, right. will say stuff like names like um, Shabazz or Malik or Mustafa or Akbar. Like like somebody told me naming my future kid Mustafa was crazy, and I'm like, but then also people can why? you can if you okay, and then there's people that change their name right mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like. You don't like what your parents chose. I go, I feel a lot more of this yeah. than right. of that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Right, but... Go buy what you want, I guess. I mean, it makes... So, okay, so fun fun fact, right? I studied the, a KSAC, uh, Certified Alcohol and Substance Abuse Counselor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in one of my courses, I had to do a presentation on triphasal family therapy. So, you know, you have an addicted person, family members, and da 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 so one part that was really interesting was looking at the name, the name that the parents have given the child mm-hmm. that became the addict. And very often what you recognize is that there's a hope instilled Still in that name. name. The kid is actually a vessel and, and they become an addict because they can't rise to the occasion. Okay. And so it's like it gets re- like it gets deep. It gets really, really deep. And so I, I in my presentation, I was asking people, hey, what's like looking to your name? Who named you? Mm-hmm. And. Did that person have an uncle, a, a this, mm-hmm. or whatever? Oh yeah, I was named after my grandfather. What was your mother's relation to her grandfather, to mm-hmm. her father? Because you'll find that there's an unresolved trauma in the family of mm-hmm. procreation mm-hmm. that they take it. No, in the family of origin that they take it to the family of procreation mm-hmm. and they put that weight on the kid. Mm-hmm. The kid responds because the parent is still, you know, treating them down. like a vessel so. for what happened before, mm-hmm. and then the kid falls into addiction. And so, like names. I mean, I when I when we're, it's funny we're talking about this because. When we mention Laquanas and La Cienegas and stuff from like down south, I can see that still being the vessel because you want to associate it to something French, mm-hmm. right? Like you want you want your kid to then step forward and above you. Mm-hmm. So here's all this. Here's this mm-hmm. flair in your name. Mm-hmm. The problem is, you know, what works over here doesn't necessarily work over here. And driving industri- industry is really big on like the northeast coast. Maybe even the West Coast, but them people down south, all that Creole flavor is being mm-hmm. misinterpreted completely different. Mm-hmm. It's like this is ghetto. Mm-hmm. This is not, mm-hmm. and it's because the people who run the industries up on these sides are saying, you I'm know not, what I'm saying? Right. They don't get They're it. They're unfamiliar, so. right? And they right. Will, they need to get familiar. Hello, because Laquan Smith is a household name. Exactly. And I think the you know as as a uh, society goes on and certain people get into certain places it becomes more familiar yeah, and right. then it will then become more accepted absolutely you know? absolutely but you we need some grace cause, I, cause I'm not going front like I haven't heard a name or two and been like oh right oh. exactly you get like I went oh. to and so it was funny that Kalito brought this up because I I was at a uh, I'm part of this mentoring program and they had like a holiday party and so they were calling the kids names to come up and get presents and so I was hearing some names and I was like oh right oh, that never like literally never heard that before yeah. and then my thought was well isn't it better to have a child that doesn't have it that name is so unique that no one else yeah. will be named that yeah. or be you want to have a unique name yeah like no one else has that name or is it spelled the same way yeah. or like you know what i mean whereas you have so many people with the same Na- name yeah like you want to have a unique name so you will be recognized exactly you know so that was and, yeah. my thought that i think resumes though are um bit of, i mean your name should never like it's only the first thing that people 
know about you. It doesn't speak to who you are as a person. I think we keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get past this whole paradigm really quickly. And, you know, one of the things that does create kids are relationships. And mm-hmm. in relationships, there's also there's often going to be turmoil and angst and conflict. Uh, we're starting a great segment this week called Ask Jazzy. Yay! I like it. I gotta get a thing. There you go. Jazzy. Yeah! Boom! Um, so, yes, I had a uh, listener tell me that they wanted me to speak about this topic okay. on, um, on the next podcast. And so, just to give a background. Okay. Or really, okay, to speak about the situation, but I have a broader question for us. When do you stop pursuing something with someone based on a character flaw or a red flag? Or a red flag. Oh, right. Let's just say a red flag, no matter what the red flag is. Yeah. Right. So... Uh, this listener said that they um, met this person, you know, had some conversations with them. And um, before they kind of like started dating or talking, you know, made some representations about, you know, their mm-hmm. thought process or their thoughts on the topic of homosexuality. Right. And so the listener happens to have a close friend that is gay. So in my mind, or rather, they start dating. They she after she learns that this person does not care for mm-hmm. homosexuals or homosexual the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep dating, and um, maybe after a couple <clears throat> months, um, this person's friend uh, wants to hang out, mm-hmm. and they get into an argument over homosexuality yeah. and the person's lifestyle, and they end up breaking up over yeah. it. Right. Now, the person in the breaking up or in the conversation made some uh, a choice unsavory okay. words about about what they think of homosexuality and the lifestyle. And then this listener as someone who would even participate yeah. or or approve of it. Yeah. Right. And so I felt like to have such a strong you know, reaction. They probably have been very resolute in this thought process from the very beginning, the whole process. So it's like, well, why would that work out? You know, so that that I pose the question Mm -hmm. to the podcast, like when, when is it a good time to run away from like a red flag? Like, Um, I would say it's a little saying, trust the pebble before the stone. Like your red flag is an into that intuition. You got to trust that small little something that's like this. Go the other way before you get a stone. So in that that situation, it sounded like there may have been a couple pebbles, you right. know, a couple conversations, a couple things that where he was like, nah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is a hard no. You know what I mean? But if you don't trust the pebbles that come up when you're like. <laughs> He might not like this. Then now you're waiting for a stone. He's gonna throw you a stone because you're gonna you're gonna run into a hard stop. So I think the moment that little something comes up and it's like this don't feel good, we gotta get good with trusting that 
and making a decision off that. Very often we don't trust it, so we wait for more evidence. Mm-hmm. But by the time you get more evidence, it's a full-on boulder headed your way, and you're about to take a major L. So I, I just think it's a trust thing. It's like trust that what you sense, what you're picking up, right. is accurate. Like you don't need no more evidence. Like mm-hmm. this is it. You know. Absolutely, and I think you know to the same points. It's the same thing, like the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, if somebody says something up front and presents or represents themselves a certain kind of way, yeah, you got to take that. So if day one person says, you know, I don't date super religious people because I, I don't believe in certain kind of things, they tell you that from day one, month two, you can't say come to church with me. Yeah, right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, if, if a person tells you exactly what they care about or they, how they feel about something, and I think this happens more so with women than men, I think you can't try to like, well, we'll figure that out later because I see the good in that person because if that's what a person is and it's ingrained in them and this person's felt this way for, you know, 30 or 40 years, what makes you think that you're going to change anything? Right. Like, what makes you think that you're going to be the person that's going to convert this person? This whole theory of I'm the one that's going to make the difference, we got to get out of that kind of thought process. Hey, well, as they are. Because yeah. a good analogy also is like the the guy, uh, what was it, John, I can't remember his name, but he's the missionary that tried to go to the Sentinel Islands. To, oh, oh, in India? Right. He went there to try to convert his tribe because he said, I must, I must. It was against the law to go there. He knew he wasn't supposed to go, and they, they killed him. But part of the reason why they're protected is because contact with the outside world will literally kill them because they aren't immune to a lot of diseases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you trying to convert a person or make them think the way you think is going to literally kill them who they are yeah, as a person. Yeah, as a person. Right. Like, you're going to kill their essence. Great oh, that was, that, that was, ooh. That was deep. Oh. Hey, thank you. Thank you. So I think that in that situation, that? if he says from off rip, here's how I feel about, you know, anything. It doesn't have to just be homosexuality. It could be about religion it could be about money yeah these are the things like money and religion are two things in a relationship that are going to be like deal breakers mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i'm saying so i think if up front somebody says here's how i feel you got to make a decision right then and there like whether or not it's worth the moving forward because your intuition your spidey sense is going to start tingling and you're going to know i need to just like walk away and that's okay like sometimes it's better to walk away and leave a like a friendship as a friendship yeah, or a situationship as like an early situationship instead of saying, well, I'll figure it out later. Because at that point, once you're too far invested, it gets harder and harder to walk away. Yeah. Cause then what if you get married and then it, yeah. it gets harder, but then married with kids is even like, yeah. you keep adding on layers. And next thing you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, you're 20 years into like a situation that's killing you mm-hmm. all because you ignore the signs. So right. I, my answer to that is like, a red flag to me, if she showed a red flag from jump and it was like a deal breaker, I'm going to say, yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. Now, if she says, like, so for instance, if I say my red flag is I don't date, you know, Baptist. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Baptist, but that's just an example. I don't date Baptist. Mm-hmm. She says, well, I'm a Baptist. I go to church three times a week. I'm going to say, I right, check, please. I'm out. Right. If you say, no way, we, we can figure it out. I'll stop going. That's the choice you're making. Right. But in the back of my mind, I'm still like, yo, it's a dub because <laughs> I know that we're going to get serious and then our family's going to say, well, you, you guys... stop coming to church. Exactly. Right. You should consider coming back. Or worse, you you took my baby from church. Or something like right. that. You know what oh, I'm saying? It's going to be trash. And like, you know, it, it makes me remember 
you know, a couple episodes back. You know, you guys feel free to listen to all the episodes. All <laughs> 23 of them. All of them. All of them. But um, when Kalito uh, had a gentleman, I had a, you know, and I had my homegirl, and she read the bio mm-hmm. of your friend, and there oh. was shrimp. Uh-huh. It was the it's food item right. in the yeah. bio. And she was like, I don't want to waste this man's time. This is a hard stop for me. Didn't mean... That was petty, but yeah, cool. Stop. <laughs> because one thing I wanted to say was that sometimes I feel like because it's called because it's a red flag, we automatically think it's a bad thing. It's just a warning, warning. sign. It's a warning sign. You it's, know not, I mean? it's not an automatic stop, but you right. got to realize yes. when it's like a little small tiny flag yes. or if it's a huge one. Yes. Like, yes. Right. yes. If, if your man walks into a date, he got on baggy sneakers. Mm-hmm. You're like, baggy sneakers, oh shit. We might have to fix this. This is not okay for me to step out in the Baggy street. sneakers. That's a red flag, right? Yeah. But that's a changeable thing. Hey, right, exactly. Right? But if somebody walks in there like, you know, hey, my my sister is gay, and you're like, Babylon, you know, right. that's, a, that's a completely <laughs> different red flag. Yeah. Huge red that's flag. That's a hard stop. Well, do not pass go. Because it has to do with someone's beliefs. Like, yes. you, like, literally, the only thing we have is what we believe in. Yes. Right. And, and if you feel one way like that is who you are yeah like and, yeah, and beliefs can change yeah some yeah but some are core yeah beliefs yes yeah. yeah negative or positive some of them are attached to the very essence of who we are yeah. and like for that listener you know I, i'm actually happy that that's over because you two get to be in the world in your fullness back in right. your comfort you get yes. what I'm saying as opposed to trying to make this Make it work, work. right? Because it's gonna, it wasn't going to be fulfilling all the way for either one of them. And once you say the the words, like I've been in a few relationships and I've been in some good ones, some bad ones. Once you get into the let's make it work, I've seen women trying to make it work with me, and I'm just like, nah, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's a dub. I almost felt bad because I feel like they were legit trying, and I stopped caring. Mm -hmm. I feel like for a lot of guys, once they are pushed to that point, once you once you push them over that cliff. They not coming back. Mm-hmm. Like it'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. So even if that couple was to get back together, it'll never, never be, be the, the same, same. Right. because she still cares about her friend, right? And he still has his beliefs. Right. So it's always going to be a point. It's and always a point of contention. Yeah. Like, if they get engaged, she's going to want advice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's always going to be yeah, and the he's red heaven for that right. So. So, I think that's spot on. Is it's kind of like you got to just take that information, process it, and it's like. There's millions, probably billions of people on the earth. Trust me, even in that moment, if you feel like this is the one, mm-hmm. there's someone, there's a, they're doppelganger. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. it, it comes down to trust. I feel at the very, very personal level because I gotta trust that something better could be on mm-hmm. the way for me. If I don't trust that, then I won't let go no, of what right. I got exactly. because, like, I don't think something else is coming. Mm-hmm. Is that why Rose let Jack fall in the in, in the water Titanic? <laughs> She said, I'll, I'll never let go. And then threw him in the water. Actually, he, he could have fit on the thing with him. You know what's crazy? That rose, her granddaughter ended up in Get Out. Keys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a family good one, thing. Good one. Facts, up, facts. Fucked up women. That's facts. <laughs> Don't trust women named Rose. <laughs> yo, that was... Yo, what if that was intentional? Could have been. Oh, that's crazy. I don't crazy. think anybody picked that up. I didn't until just now. Yeah, right. I, I, that's that's super wild. But <laughs> hope we answered your question. You did in the ask in the ask Chazzy, uh corner. Yes, y'all. If y'all have any other questions, hit at Jazzy in her DMs. And cute 
Send yo, you know what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Age, sex, location, profession. <laughs> ASLP. ASLP. Swing that too. You know what I'm saying? ASLP. <laughs> also coming soon to the website, we'll have a, a jazzy forum, Breakfast at Jazzy's, where you can actually, you know, send, send her letters. In the meantime, at bros, uh, bros at gmail, sorry, brosstereos at gmail.com. Email your questions, your topics, anything you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Jump in our DM as mm-hmm. well. Any dating topics that you want to talk about with us, we're happy to discuss. We don't got all the answers, but we got some of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, new music. Yes. Yes, new music time. Well, since we started with Buju, yes. keep it going with the reggae, the reggae vibes. Yes. Okay. Leela Ike, Second Chance. She's dope. She's from Jamaica. She's she can spit too. There's a video of her freestyling, and she's gorgeous. Bars, bars. Here's that. time picking one. I had several different options, but you know what? <laughs> Upon further review... A girl's got to have options. Yeah, you know, I mean... Um, beep, beep. Upon further review, uh, A Little More Time by Lucky Day and Victoria Monet. Uh, that is my pick for this week. Here's that. Girls yelling on the uh, microphone about like. I'll take your man. I was so. I need a nigga that hey, go swipe hey, them visas. Hey. I heard that album. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh my god! Turn it off! Turn it off! That album. <laughs> turn it off. That is vibes during the work day. When it's working at your desk. It no, is. the first song came on. I I, I started at my desk actually. Yo, because I'm telling you. That energy when that music came on, I just came from um, Art Basel a few a week a, a couple of days ago in Miami. That them city girls, I mean, it's a different, it's different, different. Period. Period. Okay, uh, I, <laughs> I found a song. I was in Starbucks getting my latte, and uh, <laughs> I don't know about any of that. Ratchet, pew pew, visa right. swipe stuff. <laughs> right. Um, I'm a wholesome guy. Uh, while in Starbucks waiting for my latte, it was crowded. Uh, a lot of people waiting online. I had ordered already. Um, but the mobile app? Did you have the mobile app? I, I need to get the mobile app. Right. Because I go there a lot more Get's than I should. Points. I need to get the mobile app because I have to. Anyway, I need to get the mobile app. But this song came on in Starbucks. I pulled out my Shazam app and, and got it. It's um, Fell in the Sun by Big Grams. Who's <laughs> <Here's> that? 
So Big Grams is, is the name of the uh, fella rapping on the song, but it's a very like inspirational song. Like mm. you can achieve anything you want to and and be good at life and like getting getting the uh, brick for low. No, I don't listen to that kind of music anymore on his air. His name is Big Grams. Is he not rapping about cocaine? Maybe his name right. is. Uh, Grant. I think he's just a math aficionado. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, oh, yes. Like he's a fan of the metrics. Maybe he's just good at math. Maybe his name is Legram. Legram. Maybe. Mm. We did just talk about, you know, name influence. Exactly, exactly. So, um, this wraps up another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. Make sure you go to www.stereobros.com. We will be pushing more content on a weekly basis. Um, between the three of us, you'll okay, be seeing y'all. our playlist. Check out the Stereo Bros playlist on Title coming soon to Spotify as well. Um, we'll keep we'll keep dropping music. Shout out to all the other uh, partners loosely that we rock with. You know, the Harchimony just paid off hundred fourteen thousand dollars worth of debt in two years, which is tremendous. That's crazy good, yeah. Um, Shout out to At Zero Based Budget. Shout out to Fortune Consulting. Shout out to No Fa- uh, No Facades the brand. Shout out to Afro Strap the brand. You know, you guys are all out there doing your thing. Keep making it do what it do. That's my uh, last word. What about you, ladies? Uh, you want to go first, Jazzy? I don't know. What's, what's the word for this week? It's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Enjoy time with family. Mm-hmm. Enjoy time with your chosen family. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we don't appreciate the fact that we choose our friends and yeah. we choose the people that we allow in our space. And that is important because mm-hmm. they weren't just put there. Right. You allowed them to be in that space. So you should find time to celebrate that as much as you celebrate your blood family. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I would say that for me, yes, during the holiday season, I think it's important for us to just kind of go slow. I think there's a lot of end of the year wrapping up, 2019 planning, Christmas shopping, New Year's, all this stuff. I think if we find some moments to slow it down just a little bit. So if you can find a moment to slow it down in the midst of all of this holiday stuff and all of that, just slow it down. Once or twice, you could. Bars. Mm-hmm. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs>